The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. We'll start this session with another meditation. So taking a comfortable and alert posture and perhaps sitting up a little bit more upright than you normally would do. So your spine is a little more erect and perhaps your chest a little more open. And then sitting here quietly with your eyes closed before doing anything else, if you check in with yourself and how you are and what your tendencies are at this moment, your disposition. Is there anything that would be helpful to let go of so you can be more fully present for the meditation? Anything that you would best put aside for the next few minutes? No need to think about it, no need to believe it, no need to be concerned. And then putting aside whatever you can Taking a couple of little deeper breaths than usual. Breathing in deeply and exhaling deeply as a way of connecting to your breathing. And as you breathe out, letting go of your thoughts, letting go of your, any, any easy tension that you can relax. And then letting your breathing return to normal. And notice now, just sitting here simply, if there's any holding or tension in your body that seems extra, that you can either relax or soften around. Maybe around the shoulders. 
or the belly. the muscles of your face. And then to settle in to the experience of your body breathing. Letting your body breathe just the way it does and tuning yourself in, like you're tuning into a radio, tuning yourself into what your experience of breathing is like at this time. And the doing of this meditation is to accompany your breathing. Be a companion to your body as it breathes. Let your awareness be there along the side of your body breathing, or your awareness is within it. So you can accompany your breathing not to change it or have an agenda for it. But so, as the body breathes, it's almost as if the body recognizes that it's being seen and known, accompanied. And as your awareness accompanies the experience of breathing, notice if there's anything extra that you do, any way of of being mindful of breathing that's extra or a burden or baggage or unhelpful about how you do mindfulness of breathing. there's an attitude or beliefs or approach of how you're being aware, which is a hindrance or makes things a little more difficult than they need to be. Can you put that aside? Can you let go? the experience of accompanying your breathing is a simple and direct connecting 
wholehearted here.
And as you're sitting here, is anything that you're doing in your mind which is unhelpful in terms of being present for your breathing, being present here and now. And if there's any activities of the mind, thinking, which is unhelpful, can you put it aside? Can you stop doing it? Can you leave it behind by redirecting your attention to your breathing? Can you let go? Noticing if there's any attitude or judgments that are not needed, that might be unhelpful. And you can you put them aside so that they're not a hindrance for you, they don't get in the way. hindering your ability to accompany your breathing. Attitudes, judgments, distractions. Leave them behind. And as you let go of them, let go into the body breathing.
So, the topic of letting go, or more importantly, the practice of letting go, is a a very central practice in Buddhism. They say there are two primary categories of practices in Buddhism. There's the letting go practices and the cultivation practices, trying to develop something. Sometimes we emphasize cultivating, developing ourselves in some ways, and sometimes we emphasize letting go. But letting go kind of is at the heart of it because it's letting go that will take you the furthest. Um, and because at some point we want to kind of let an inner process unfold, in a process of unfolding or flowing or evolving, which we don't orchestrate. And so um, we let go, so out of tremendous respect, or tremendous appreciation that there's a deeper process going on than what we can do and make happen. So letting go is a very important quality, activity. But some people have a very uh, strong reaction against the idea of letting go. Uh, Either they think it's just kind of world negating and if you let go you're left with nothing and it's kind of frightening and things like that. So... um, so I, there might be other words that work better. So I, in that meditation, I used the word "put aside." Just put it aside for now. As a, you know, maybe that's okay. And some people like the, very much the image of putting it up on the shelf for now. I'm going to deal with it later. So you, you know, you, you know, you're going to attend to it. You're not letting it go or abandoning it or forsaking it once and for all. You're just like you know, putting it up on the shelf, and later you'll attend to it if necessary. So put it aside. Some people find that the word letting be works better than letting go. And there is a kind of letting go and letting be. We're letting go of our agendas and involvement and doings in relationship to it. And so just let it be. But uh, somehow that feels better than just letting go. Um, In uh, some of the translations of the early Buddhist uh, texts, synonyms of letting go are things like abandoning which might, if you have abandonment issues, it's even worse. Um, and uh, abandoning and then um, relinquishing. Um, and um, there's another word that's used sometimes. Um, so I wanted to uh, read to you m- m- more literally, rather than my paraphrase before, of how this, um, the first two of the right efforts are are written in the text. And so the first one, which has to do with the one about if you're um, not in trouble, stay out of trouble. If there's no trouble yet, then stay out of trouble. It's basically the idea. So it goes this way. So it starts with saying, what, friends, is right effort? Here a person awakens enthusiasm for the non-arising of unarisen unskillful states. So, non-arising of non-arisen unskillful states. So that's a mouthful, right? So that's why it's so hard to follow this. So, 
So what it means is that if it hasn't arisen yet, be enthusiastic about keeping it that way, that it doesn't occur. If it hasn't occurred yet, so if there's unskillful states, unskillful attitudes, thoughts, actions, things that we do, um, then it's an interesting word, enthusiasm. That's a powerful word, enthusiastic. And um, like, you know, if, if uh, you tell, a, you know, maybe a, a seven or eight-year-old kid, um, should we continue now with the English lesson or should we take a break and go out and play in the playground? Well, I think most kids would, the, the enthusiasm for going out in the playground is probably, you know, this is what, you know, to, 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 to with enthusiasm. <laughs> It's an interesting word. Okay. With enthusiasm. And then, and, then, and then to emphasize the idea of that effort is important in Buddhism, there's this list of things which I think when I, for many, the first decade or two of my practice, um, I was aversive to these words. It didn't work for me. It kinda, I got tied up in them. So if you don't like these words, you're in good company, I, I hope. Um, so one awakens enthusiasm for the non-arising of unarisen, unskillful states. And one makes effort, arouses energy, exerts one's mind, and strives. That's, you know, even if you might quibble about the translation choices, I mean, that's like four different synonyms. We're like, get on with it. (laughs) Do it. That's basically, you know, the idea. So this enthusiasm and like, this is important. Don't delay. Um, who knows, you know, when you have a chance to practice again. Death might come tomorrow. Do it now. So that's the first one. The second one, um, one awakens enthusiasm for the abandoning of unskillful states that have arisen. And one makes effort, arouses energy, exerts one's mind and strives. So if you're in trouble, if you're in danger, get out of danger. If you're the one who's doing the dangerous thing inside of yourself, um, how do you get out of danger? Uh, you know, if you're in the kayaking, you might get out of the, ra- you know, get out of the big waves or something. Um, but if you're, it's your own mind which is causing the danger, then the classic language of this text is to abandon, to let go. And um, the hope, I think, is that uh, over time that people or practitioners learn about letting go and become wise about it, learn to let go of the right things, and, um, but come to value it. It's not, not as a diminishment or a loss of something, but a gain. That we have, we have quali- uh, beautiful ways of being, we have good qualities, we have sense of peace, well-being, connectedness, presence, awakening. So all these good things that we can have that if we're distracted, caught up in unhealthy attitudes, are covered over and lost. And so letting go is a, can be kind of a returning to some home, some good way of being that feels so good, feels right, that feels nourishing. So over time, my hope is that this letting go is actually a you know, kind of smile when you hear it. And also because you've learned not to let go of the wrong things. And um, 
Suzuki Roshi, the Zen teacher, said that um, renunciation, another depressing word for some people, he said renunciation is accepting, uh, uh, accepting that things go away. So it wasn't discarding anything, but when they pass away, then just, okay, there they go. Um, so it's kind of a different feeling to it. The, um, so letting go. So we have these unskillful, unhelpful thoughts, judgments, ideas, actions that we do, and we can know that we're doing that. And if it's easy enough, if it's light enough, if we're not too attached or it's too embedded, then we can let go, we can stop doing it. It might be as simple as, uh, as uh, you've had, had one cookie, and that was nice, but you know that it's not skillful or helpful for you to have 10 more before lunch. So you say, okay, I'm not gonna do that. You've let go of that desire. Just, not, not now, not now. Or it could be that um, you're judging your meditation. You know, that every breath is judged. You know, wow, that wasn't the right breath. That was too long, that was too short, that was too shallow, that was too deep. Um, so certainly, you know, if I'm breathing, I, you know, it, it has to be the wrong breathing. I mean, that was kind of like my attitude, right? I said earlier, whatever I was doing was wrong. And so, you know, I was never the real, or if it wasn't wrong, sometimes another attitude I had was it wasn't the real one. So if, you know, if I was supposed to be meditating and then whatever meditation I was having, it wasn't the real meditation. It wasn't the, you know, it didn't count. So if I got concentrated occasionally, I got concentrated, that's not really what they're talking about. Because if I'm having it, it can't be the real thing. So I learned to recognize these attitudes that the mind has, and I saw it as attitudes, I saw it as beliefs that don't have to be connected to reality. And as I saw there was a disconnect, or kind of separate those out, I was able to let go, put aside, not believe in those attitudes, and it became a lot easier just to be present. I didn't complicate the matter. So, learning to let go, learning to recognize the unskillful things we do, and learning to let go is a big part of the game, part of the the engagement here. So what I'd like to ask you to do is is to, uh, for you to have a conversation with a few other people about letting go. And, um, And what I have in mind in particular the topic is uh, rather than your it could be very helpful to explore what your relationship to let go is or how do you let go um, but that could get complicated what I want to do is something that's, that's clearly going to be supportive for you around letting go assuming so first thing is you have to assume that there are healthy appropriate ways to let go for you letting go isn't just only a drag but, you know, there's, a, there's appropriate ways for you. And what you're letting go of is unskillful, unhelpful ways of being, attitudes, actions, thoughts, judgments, something like that. 
And then have a discussion in your small group <clears throat> about um, uh, what supports you in letting go. What is supportive for you so you can let go in wise ways of these unskillful states? Does that make sense? Yes. What supports you in letting... Sorry? Oh, oh, I would like to do is for you to uh, form groups of four people and then have... uh, and, um, And again, the same way we did earlier, just make one point and then let someone else make a point and go around and then you're influenced by that and see where it develops and where it goes. And um, what's interesting about, especially in a group, there's a kind of a group mind that operates then <clears throat> where, they, where you're all kind of being influenced by similar things and you kind of begin to kind of coalesce, coalescing and changing in a way as a group that's sometimes quite interesting to see. And the simple topic to talk about is what supports you in letting go? So what are the conditions that are supportive? What are the practices that are supportive? <coughs> understanding that are supportive? What supports your ability, your capacity to let go? And let, what we're talking about here is letting go of unskillful states of mind, unskillful thoughts, unskillful judgments, unskillful actions that we do. Um, you know, and so it's, it's, um, it's, it's really the focus is on what you're doing so you might feel that it's, you know you were ready to let go of all your wealth, become a renunciant. Um, we're not interested in what you let go of here exactly. It's it's um, you know the things of the world. What we're interested in is the inner attitudes, the beliefs, the ideas that you're letting go. So if, rather than talking about letting go of your wealth, you're letting go of the clinging to your wealth, the holding to your wealth. See the difference? So what supports you to let go, and what's useful to let go of? And, um, and so have this little, little group of four and go around and see where that goes in the conversation. So any other questions about that? Is that clear? Yes? I was um, wondering if letting go is the same as or similar to renunciation. Mm. It seems very similar. Yes, they're very similar. So uh, this is my maybe idiosyncratic way of, of um, <clears throat> using English. Uh, letting go is the umbrella term for a variety of other things which are near similar similes but have slightly different connotations. Like letting go is like the general overarching one. So within it, there's renunciation, relinquishment, abandoning. Um, what other words like that? Um, non. Yeah, but that, that's 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 very important to do that. But. Uh, um, um, but to get to non-craving, you have to do something. If, if something is present, you have to do something with it. So, release, releasing it, releasing, sur- some surrender. Some people like. Do you, sometimes that's like the best thing you can do. Sometimes uh, it's hopeless, and, and you, you know you've tried everything you can do, and there's, you know, and 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 you know, it's just so hopeless that all that's left to do is give up. And that's sometimes the. That's, that's when everything opens up and the solution comes because you've finally given up. Sometimes giving up is the wrong thing to do. But So there's all these different things and all the different umbrella uh, words under the umbrella have slightly different connotations. So I wouldn't say... What was your word? Relinquishment? 
Renunciation. So I would put, uh, I, I wouldn't take renunciation and, and letting go as synonyms, but renunciation is a form of letting go. But that's my, my way of using English. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. So the difference for me is that letting go is the act of the moment. Renunciation is a higher order decision, uh, an intention, commitment. I no longer want to do this anymore. I'm not, I'm not. I don't stand behind it. The word renunciation in Latin literally means to announce again. So you're you're announcing to the world. To your, not necessarily, but. Like, this is not something that I'm interested in doing anymore. I don't stand by it. I don't, I don't plan to do it anymore. And so, as opposed to, um, you know, at this moment, I'm going re- to let go of having one more cookie. Whereas someone who's diabetic might say, I'm going to renounce cookies once and for all. It's just, it's wrecked havoc in my life. So, so it's a higher level of, of decision-making, which sometimes is really helpful in practice. We don't just ride along in the present moment, take care of things, but we actually make a commitment to something. So, okay. So, uh, uh, if you don't find a group of four, and please make sure you, all of you know how to count, because sometimes I've noticed people will, they somehow miscount. Uh, so, um, do groups, uh, and then come towards the front, and I will... Um, um, I will, um, you know, help figure out what to do, depending on what the extra numbers are. Okay.